Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's great to have you here. This article from the New York Times jumped out at me and I've been chomping at the bit to be able to talk about it here on the webcast. Uh, the online version appeared on March 29th. The print version appeared March 30th. The title online is Colleges Spending Millions to Deal with Sexual Misconduct Complaints. Uh, let me set the stage, essentially. College students sometimes fornicate. Uh, they don't always obey the biblical rules for marriage and keep sex within marriage. And it is costing colleges millions of dollars uh, due to lawsuits and claims about uh, abuse or claims of rape. Uh, things that used to not be managed at all have become this kind of confusing mess because now they have to decide, well, was such and such contact inappropriate? Did this person, you know, go too far? Uh, reading from the article, they quote here from Brett Succolo. He's the executive director of the Association of Title IX Administrators. And the column points out that it's an industry group of 5,000 members that didn't even exist in 2011. This entire industry did not exist like this in 2011, but it's doubled in size for each of the past two years. And it quotes him as saying, there's so much more litigation on all sides of the issue. This has very much created a cottage industry that is trying to manage the sexual lives of college students has created this multi-million dollar college, cottage industry where colleges are having to, to create whole new administrators and whole new bureaucracies and new departments to try to handle all of the difficulties concerning all of this. Uh, and to have an interesting report here, again in the article it says, the growth of these bureaucracies also reflects the difficulties that students, parents, administrators, and faculty members face as they negotiate changing ideas and standards of sexual behavior. And in a report last week, a National Association of Professors said that the Title IX bureaucracy had started to infringe on academic freedom by beginning investigations into faculty members' lectures and essays. That is, it's gone beyond really just the relationship with the students themselves, but even the very content of the professor's instruction is starting to be taken a look at more closely. Uh, I thought this was interesting, and I, I've heard about these sorts of things really for quite some time, but I still find it surprising. Uh, they said that some campuses have adopted, quote, affirmative consent rules. In effect, a written or unwritten contract requiring a yes before the first kiss and at every step along the way. That is, in this sexual act between one student and another, the college actually requires of them to have a yes of consent at particular milestones, say every five minutes or so, of particular changes in activity. Please do not make me go into detail. I just find that ridiculous. I remember reading a comment or some commentator some time ago. I think it was George Will. I, I hate to say that. I hope I can find the column one day. I haven't been able to find it again. But whoever that commentator was, he had observed such affirmative uh, consent rules being put in place in the college where you have to say yes essentially every few minutes 
to these very specific questions. And he says, apparently these administrators don't know how sexual relationships work uh, because that generally isn't how all that happens. Final comment, I'll just read from this article before I make my comment. It comes from Daniel Levine. He's a student leader uh, at this, uh, one of the universities. He, what's the result of all this? He says, you either don't date at all or you're like a married couple. Now, I found that fascinating. Now, we have to understand in the context of these college students, the word date regrettably tends to involve sexual activity. Um, there's a nicer world we could all have where dating didn't do that. But he says either you do not date at all or you're like a married couple. It's almost like through practice, through trial and error, they're discovering that marriage is what works. It's what has worked for millennia. Where instead of saying yes every two minutes, you say yes the day you're married. That shouldn't shock us. God himself says in the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 13 that his laws are not given to us as some arbitrary religious standard, as just some sort of uh, obstacle we have to clear to get the things we want. He says his laws, his statutes, his commandments are for our good that the God that designed sex and designed marriage knew what He was doing. And He designed it for our good, for our pleasure. And when we cast those things aside, we end up having colleges having to spend millions of dollars to manage the minuscule details of the intimate lives of their students. There's a reason God's way works. And let us be grateful that Jesus Christ is returning to establish that sanity standard all over the world in the years just ahead of us. Thank you for watching our webcast. Please check out all we have available at tomorrowsworld.org.